Welcome to the Campfire Conversation Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Ask almost anybody who's been to summer camp, whether they be kids or staff members, and they'll tell you, it is awesome. They will also tell you through their words, but mostly through their actions, that they learn a ton while there too. As a longtime camp director, youth sport coach, and father to three growing young men, I know the lessons that we learn at camp can be hugely beneficial for all of us back home in the real world. So, each week, I'll spend some time around the digital campfire talking with professionals from inside and around the summer camp world. We'll share their lessons, their ideas, and their practices in a way that I hope will be immediately useful for your life back home. So, pull up a seat, get your marshmallow ready to roast, and let's spend some time learning together around the campfire. Okay, full disclosure. I hope this campfire conversation is as much fun for you as it was for me, but but I really doubt that's actually possible. The three amazing ladies that I get to spend some time around the virtual campfire with are three of my favorite people in the whole world. Camp teaches a lot of great lessons to kids and to staff. It also teaches parents as well. I thought it'd be fun and instructive, honestly, to find out how campus shaped the parenting styles of three great moms with whom I've had the pleasure of working with for many, many years. Let me introduce them real quick so you can kind of jump right in. Sue Chopper Baldwin, uh, we called her Chopper forever, has been running summer camps next to my bride and I for 17 years. I vividly remember seeing the girls at Camp Waikasuda gushing all over my wife, Kate, who had just put on makeup and a real dress for the first time at camp before heading off to Chopper's wedding. Sue is the associate director of Camp Waquaic, where she oversees our staffing and our programming and me uh, a lot of the times. Uh, the next participant will be Dana Princess Sparkle Pants Stassen. Uh, she came to us originally as a nanny 11 summers ago, and we've never looked back. She served as a division head, a head counselor, a full-time team member, and now is the assistant director in charge of all the sparkle at camp and many, many other things at Camp Waquake. Last but certainly not least around the campfire is Lee Food Fairy Laughlin. Um, Lee is a close personal friend of mine from childhood, her husband as well, um, who wound up actually buying the house that I really wanted in the neighborhood I wanted right underneath me. Um, she actually uh, wound up becoming a neighbor since Kate and I bought a house about 300 yards away. And we commenced to raising our combined six boys basically side by side for a number of years. Lee has moved on from being our food fairy seven summers ago to now managing our health care center and working with all of our first-time parents to get them ready for for Camp Waquaic each summer. You'll hear over the course of the next couple of minutes how camp has affected them, how the experience of watching their children at camp has influenced their understanding of their own children and their parenting styles, and get some words of encouragement and advice for the situation that we're all in right now. I hope you'll enjoy this great campfire conversation with my dear friends, Chopper, PSP, and Food Fairy Lee. Chopper, Dana, Lee, I'm so happy to have you all around the campfire. So Thanks happy to be here. Thank you. So y'all, y'all can't see the our listeners can't see everybody, but um, the the four of us have worked very closely for a very long time uh, in summer camp. Uh, Chopper, you're, you're basically a sister at this point, considering we spent so much time together. Uh, Lee and I have gr- literally grew up together in Athens, Georgia, uh, where she chased my brother around the pool for a long time, um, and Dana, thank. 
goodness came into our lives uh, 12 years ago uh, and has been also kind of like a sister to the point where her children call my wife uh, Auntie Kate. So um, yeah. we, we all share a lot of great stories and we also share not only camp, but also parenting. And we, we, we've now parented our children through the camp experience. And I thought that um, since we all have been very homebound with our children uh, and are all praying desperately to get to camp this summer, uh, it would be a kind of a fun conversation to have uh, with you all as moms and to see how camp has kind of changed or, or manipulated or affected how you have parented. And, and Leah, I wanted to start with you you know, because you came into camp seven years ago, your children, you know, were already, you know, growing. Uh, you had three right. boys um, and, you know, Hugh already was looking me eye to eye at that point, even though he was only 10. Um, how, how did coming into camp change kind of your perception of parenting um, and, and mold that over the course of the, the, last, the next couple of years? I would say, and my children may not agree, but I would say that it made me more patient with them. Um, mm. Just uh, being in that camp environment and observing how all of the staff works with the campers and how they handle situations and how, um, you know, sometimes uh, difficult situations come along and, and how the staff handles those campers. It, I learned from that as a parent, um, mm. even though I was twice the age of half of these staff members, <laughs> it helped me um, learn some good parenting skills as far as just being more patient with my children and, um, and also knowing that they were sort of on a good level of where they were. So sometimes I would expect them to be able to do more than they could or do it at a different, do it a different way. And, and, can't help me realize that um, that's just what they can do. And I, mm. I was expecting too much of them sometimes. Um, and so, and it was great to be around. It was even just that first year. I mean, I think I learned more, I've learned more and more every year, but the first year, uh, you know, just taking a deep breath before I speak and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's just a game changer and it definitely affected my relationship with my children. It's really interesting to say that you learn from counselors because, you know, I think parents would never look at that and say, oh, all right, I'm going to learn from a 19 to 22. Oh, right, right. And it's, I mean, I distinctly remember watching Jordan put a kid, you know, have a kid sit down and he said, he said, I'm going to let you sit here for a few minutes and I'm going to come back and talk to you. And Jordan walked away and I was like, oh my gosh, why do I not do that? Like I <laughs> would be like, rah, 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 you know, and so, um, that's the, after that, I would do that with my kids. I would, and it, it's different than timeout. It's because they're older and it's not a timeout type thing. It's, it's, it's like maybe the next step up from that. But I talked to Jordan about it and I was like, okay, talk to me. And he was like, well, that time them sitting there, it makes them figure out a whole lot of things. It, they either think about what they did wrong. They think about how they're going to lie about it, or they think about how, how to, you know, not do it again. And so any of those things are, are a great you know, way to talk about it and figure it out and help them. And so, yeah, there are many times when I would be like, all right, you sit right here and I'll come back to you in a little bit. And it, it does, I mean, it helps me calm down and it helps them think about what they did or did not do or how they should not do that again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So chop, you, you came into the camp, you know, 
almost right out of college. You've been coaching for a while. You've worked with a lot of people for a long time. Um, you got to camp uh, with, with no kids uh, and with no husband at that point. Uh, when we're up in the wilds of, of New Hampshire. Um, and then now, you know, you've got four kids. How has being a part of camp so closely and working with kids for so long in camp kind of changed and molded how you've parented? Camp has definitely been, you know, huge for me. I obviously, I, I remember taking my first baby, Ella, who just turned 14 at six <laughs> weeks old in a baby burn to camp. And yep. ever since then, I feel like I've been pregnant or had, you know, we're having children for a stretch of time that we were doing <laughs> camp. There. So literally my children have grown up at camp and my parenting is definitely influenced by, you know, every year a cycle of having three months in the camp setting where you're raising your own young kids and you're doing your job. So, you know, for me, I think camp, you know, when I think of camp, I think of um, free play is one of my favorite times at camp. And it's, there is an openness and there's like margins and gaps between the staff kind of on the outside supervising with, with some guidance, but that there's this true like play and this like naivety and this just beautiful kind of flow of kids using their imagination and just being with each other, whether it's flying a kite or, you know, the older kids are just talking with their friends and my parenting style. I feel like I always think back on that free play and how much I love that openness. And I think I even have a small grin for a taste of chaos, which certainly comes with having four kids. So I think like the life plan played out of the chaos of camp leading to the chaos of having four kids. So in that openness, you know, in my parenting style, I really try to give my kids space to negotiate, whether it's negotiating expectations, relationships, a deadline. And, you know, from camp, I really can see the importance of, growth in a little bit of frustration and having to do things on your own. So there's, there's this play between an independence and an interconnectedness with people. And as a parent, if I can set expectations and I can teach them life skills and I can guide them and I can give them that little bit of openness that I so often see at camp as such a huge benefit for these kids, they're going to grow in independence and resilience and all of those awesome life skills. So when I get too nagging or, you know, get too involved with my kids, I say, whoa, like step back a little bit. We, we either need a little bit of free play and I need some time to create some better expectations so that they can do their job of, of negotiating is such a wonderful skill. Like it doesn't mean manipulating. It really means mm -hmm. I am trying to balance relationships and expectations and, and work on that. So, you know, I just camp breeds this awesome capability. And I really try to remember that when I'm parenting that my kids are so capable and I need to give them some margins to, to grow and be frustrated. Yeah. The, that margin is, is so important. And frankly, to be honest, and I'll say this out to everybody, I'm still a little upset that my negotiating of, of doing the Simba moment with your baby around the campfire that you had at camp, you wouldn't let us go, ah, you know. <laughs> yes, I, we had one born at camp and that, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. We, we should, we need to, uh, every year we celebrate her birthday at camp, which is a special moment. Um, not many people get to have a child born uh, at Wayne Memorial and then come back to camp. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, KK was, was was definitely after it. All right, so Dana, you came into camp as a nanny, 
again, you showed up in your, your PT cruiser with the dog and yourself and all your stuff. And then now 12 years later, you know, you've got your husband, you've got the kids, <laughs> you know, so, and, and you started at camp as a nanny, um, mm-hmm. working with, was, I can't remember, was Sue, was it with it your was- yeah, it was Ella and Abby, Sue's two oldest. Oh, I, yeah, right. it was part of that nanny squad. <laughs> so you have you have kind of helped parent and then parented your own children. How has that experience changed? Because you've got young kids, um, you know, younger than, you know, mm-hmm. ages KK, but you've got the youngest of the group here. How has camp influenced your parenting style? Well, and I think about this a lot of time, uh, a lot of times because I've had experiences for years working with kids. I started off, you know, working at preschools and working in day camps, and then I taught in the classroom for a number of years. So I kind of thought that I had my finger on the pulse of what kids needed. And, you know, I'm going to be this rock star mom because I'm with kids all of the time and that sort of thing. And then, you know, going to camp and really getting to see the whole child experience, I think, was really eye-opening for me because I had done a ton of babysitting or um, worked in situations where I would be with a kid for a day and a night, and then they would go back home and that sort of thing. Um, but when I came to camp and started as a nanny, and I really got to go through an entire day um, with a group of children and putting them to bed at night and doing bath time and watching them kind of navigate social interactions and meal times and uh, being cranky or, you know, something not going their way really kind of helped me see, okay, kids come with a ton of emotions and they are literally tiny humans and everything is new and different for them. Um, where previously my experience had just been kind of limited to a classroom, like academic setting. So mm-hmm. the kids would come in, they knew the expectations, they would sit down, get to work. I knew how to manage, you know, those kind of behaviors and the expectations were kind of set up. And so where camp feels, um, it's not like real life. It's not, you know, school, it's not being at home, but you get to see kids interact in a really natural kind of way. Um, So I think that gave me a ton of insight as to how I wanted to parent. Um, I've learned from working in the camp experience that kids thrive when they have choice. And that doesn't mean that they get to dictate how the entire day goes, but when they feel like they have a little bit of ownership over what's happening to them or the experience that they're a part of, then it goes a little bit better for everybody. And I feel the same way as a grown up. Like when I get to choose, you know, what I get to do for the next 20 minutes or how I get to approach my work, then I tend to do, you know, to do better or be more productive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that working in the camp um, industry and in the atmosphere taught me that there are things that kids can do on their own that I think a lot of time gets stifled at home. Um, so like my three-year-old, she has chores now. She has a clipboard on Saturday and <laughs> yet. Um, but she's like, mommy, what do I have to do here? And you know, she likes to check her things off. And so I think um, being at camp and seeing, you know, Katie do things and seeing Abby and Ella and Jack and Cole and Luke when they were younger be able to do things and get from point A to point B on their own without somebody holding their hands, mm-hmm. you know, from place to place. It taught me that kids can be really independent, that they're going to look out for each other, that they're going to take care of each other, and that we as parents just need to give them the opportunities to stretch their wings a little bit. Um, you know, catch them and be there if they fall, you know, you know, skin their knees and make sure that they feel that there is a little bit of a safety net there for them. Um, but I think 
having not been at camp and seeing that, I definitely have like these like helicopter parent, like mother bird tendencies and working <laughs> in the, in the camp environment where it's like, okay, somebody else can take care of my kid and they're going to be fine. You know, Carter is five and a half and he can walk from our house to the dining hall on his own. And if he gets lost, he's going to find somebody to ask. Um, and that only can happen at camp. Um, but there are certainly, there, those are skills that I've been able to see both of my really young children use outside of camp. And I know they wouldn't have had those opportunities otherwise. Yeah, I think one of the neat things about the camp experience growing up in it is that not only do our kids build that independence, but they've got all these eyes on them all the time, but from a kind of a stand back standpoint. You know, we're, we're watching them and, you know, if someone's doing something that might be dangerous, like, you know, Lord knows Jack used to climb the wall, you know, as high as he possibly could mm-hmm. before someone would grab him off. Like, you know, dude, come on, you know, kind of goofy little things like that. But one of the things that strikes me when, when I'm watching y'all have these conversations and, and tell us about your experience is that one of the neat things about camp for us is that we are getting to parent together um, in a way that most families really don't. Um, you know, we form for three months, a community. And for our listeners, when we say we form a community, you know, Lee is called a sister wife sometimes to Kate because Lee lives in my house with us, you know, for the entirety of her time there. Sue is right next door. We spend more time together working professionally, but we also get to support each other from a parenting standpoint, much more closely than really anybody else. Do y'all feel that way as well? Or is that just kind of what I'm Definitely. There's many a times where I've just picked up a crying child called on the radio, code, code, code red. I need another (laughs) adult. Please come and take my child. And I would gladly give Lee or Dana or Mm -hmm. Kate or Cole and trust them wholeheartedly. I mean, Dana's had talks with my older teen now and that's been a great thing. Dr. Julie, who's been with us for a long time has had, some nice conversations that I prefer not to have with my teens that she's just done it for me. And it is absolutely a community. And I've learned a ton from parenting with all of you. And there's just different perspectives and different ways of doing things. And when I feel like I'm in a rut, I can just turn and ask one of you and it is so extremely helpful. I definitely think, you know, that parenting takes a village. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so true. And because, um, you know, my husband and I aren't from the Atlanta or Georgia area. And so we don't have a ton of family to lean on for support here. So you guys have become our family because you're here in the state of Georgia. And I know that, you know, when we are hitting our max level of parenting point, because I usually get a call or a text from you or Kate and it's like, okay, when can we take the kids for the weekend? Um, (laughs) And how can we help you in that way? And at camp, it's just, it's that way too. I know that, um, you know, even when I have nannies come this summer, I'm, you know, I always tell them, my kids have multiple parents at camp. So if you feel like you are hitting a breaking point, if you feel like you're running low on patients, you can take them to any of the grownups on camp and my kids will respond to them, especially if you can't get a hold of me because I know that we have a, you know, a shared value system. I know that you love my kids like they are, you know, they are your own. And I would back up anything that you said or, you know, did in case of, you know, in terms of discipline or whatever. And I don't, we don't have that outside of the camp environment. So it's definitely um, a place of support for me as a parent um, and definitely a place of support and love, you know, for my kids because they know they have all of these people who would do anything to step in to make sure that they are okay. And you don't get that hardly anywhere else. 
Yeah, it's funny, Lee, you know, because when Dana's saying that, I, it makes me remember us growing up here in small town Athens, Georgia, where, you know, we all went, to, you know, we went to the same church, we went to the same pool, we, we did all the same things. I felt like I was parented, certainly most by my parents, but your parents were a part of it, Ben's parents right. were a part of it, the mm-hmm. McAvoy's were a part of it. I mean, we had so many families that were parenting us growing up. Right, right. And I think at camp, um, you know, it's, it's so great also to have someone else tell my children the same thing that I tell them because, (laughs) you know, sometimes I say it over and over and over again. And I'm like, I know I have said this, you know, 12 times to you in the past four days. And then, you know, Dana walks up and says it and it's like, Oh, that's right. Dana said it. So I'm going to do it, you know, because it's a a different person saying it. And, and even though, um, you know, as parents, we are like Dana said a lot, you know, same values, same, a, a lot of, um, this, the same choices and, and things that we're thinking, but when they hear it from someone else, it's like, you know, a totally different subject that, that, that they've, ne- a totally different thing they've never heard before, even though I've said it a million times. So <laughs> to have that is so fantastic because it's, you know, and I don't, I don't think twice about it because I, I just, uh, I know that, that my children are loved and by all of you and, and, and even the counselors, even the staff, you know, I feel the same way with them. Like they, even though they're younger, they, they get it. And they have that same um, ideal for all of these kids that are at camp. Yeah. So Lee, you've, you're, you've got the oldest of ours. Um, right. She's going to be a senior in high school next year. And I know he's thinking about colleges and I know colleges are thinking about him because um, he's a heck of an athlete and a very big guy. Um, how do you think, you know, because he started when, I can't remember, he must have been 10 when he started, roughly. Right. I think he was in fifth grade, maybe. Right. So how do you think camp has prepared him kind of for that next step where he moves away at some point, assuming that he goes somewhere other than, than you know, University of Georgia? Right. How do you think it's prepared him in that light? I think for all of my boys, um, all of the things that they learn at camp, and I'm there and I don't even know that they've learned it. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm, so we were, this was not too long ago. We were making something and I had it with wood and I had the saw out and, and one of them, I don't remember which child it was, one of them came up and they're like, Oh, I can do that. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, you know how to do this? And he was like, Oh yeah. And look, and then it got stuck. And then he like took the saw apart and showed me how to put it back together to clean it out and make it work. And I was like, okay, you, you've got, this is all camp. Like, this is not something that I've taught you, but now you're teaching me. Um, you know, the cooking classes, like learning to cook and not be afraid of, um, making a mistake or not being afraid of choosing, you know, random ingredients to throw together to make something like they have that confidence because they've learned it at camp. And so then, you know, leaving home and going somewhere else, they've got that. I think also just coming into a place where, um, especially for Hugh, because he is the oldest, um, not knowing a soul. Mm. And that environment of, you know, he'd never really been in that before, just really not knowing anyone. And um, to be able to come into that environment and it's, you know, it's it's such a warm environment at camp and there's so many other people that don't know anyone. And so the, the bonding, I feel like it happens really quickly, you know, within two days or so, I mean, people have friends and, um, and they are still friends (laughs) to this day, which is amazing. Um, 
but I think that he, knowing, knowing that he can leave and go somewhere where he doesn't know anyone and he'll be okay is huge. And I think that's one of your biggest fears leaving home and going off to school is, okay, I'm in a new place. I don't know where anything is. I don't know um, a soul here. And how do I deal with that? And I think that it definitely has given him the confidence to know that it will be okay. Yeah. How about you? So, I mean, so you've got your, your different kids and, and all four are different, just like my three are very different. How has camp prepared them in different ways? Because, you know, Ella's about to go into high school, you know, KK's you know, growing up and you got everybody in between. So how about from your perspective? I think all my kids at, at different stages, there's probably different skills they're picking up from camp. The younger two, you know, how they play out at home is similar to how what they do at camp. I think the one neat thing about camp, you don't get to see your older kids in their social situations very much. They're at school all day. They're, they're in their space with their peer group. And while we're all working really hard and I'm not chasing after my kids, like I have no idea where they are 99% of the time, but you do get these little glimpses into their social life at camp. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they really are a good human. Like they, <laughs> they are saying appropriate things and and thriving in their relationships with their peer groups. And I especially see that with my older two daughters, Abby and Ella. Yeah. And I hear these stories about they were thoughtful or they were helpful to someone else or um, they were the one that led this activity or, you know, they're, or they're just being goofy and silly and playing a card game or coming up with a new song. You know, and I don't get, you're not privy to those type of little glimpses into their social life. You know, obviously when you have kids over your house and sleepovers, you get some of that, but there's this distant looking on. And I'm so proud that they actually are applying some things that we feel are important at home during the rest of the year. And that I know are being reinforced at camp and then they're able to practice it in this really safe and comfortable and fun way. And as we said before, there's all these, there's these eyes around that are guiding, but not, not um, directing everything. And so when they make a bad choice or have a hard time, it's not me having a conversation with them. It might be Dana or someone else saying, hey, we could do this a little bit better. And that's so beneficial. So the second part is that is that they really learn how to take input from other adults. They're not really just attached to their mom and dad. Like they're able to, to negotiate, like I said before, which is a really important skill with a lot of different levels of people, adults, you know, our college age staff that are working as counselors, and then of course their peers. So I love seeing that their good humans come out where I don't normally <laughs> see it. And it makes me proud that some things we're doing at home can, are good. Yeah, that that window on our kids' lives is certainly a gift. Um, <laughs> You know, and it's funny, you know, because Dana, because yours, whenever we're in the dining hall or, you know, have a chance, I mean, boom, they come right, right to you, which all of our kids did too, you know, when they were that age. But how about from your standpoint? Sure. So, I mean, my kids, Carter is uh, five and two thirds, the two thirds of Eric Conan <laughs> told me that I had to make sure I mentioned that. Um, and Kennedy just turned three. And I mean, Kennedy has been at camp since she was eight or nine weeks old. Um, and Carter was there in my belly. And so they've grown nope. up and known nothing but camp um, for the most part. But I think what has been particularly wonderful 
um, for my kids is that they're very different. Like all of our kids are, um, Carter loves to play outside. He's very cerebral, um, is a little bit more introverted, doesn't like big crowds and doesn't like to get in front of a group and cringes every time, you know, has, we have to sing happy birthday to him in the dining hall at camp. (laughs) And Kennedy is kind of his polar opposite. Like she, um, is a little bit more of an intention seeker and isn't afraid of large groups and likes to perform. And so it just, I am thinking of two very distinct memories um, from this past summer where one Kennedy went straight to the activity center. Someone handed her a microphone and we have a video of her singing twinkle, twinkle little star in front of everyone <laughs> on stage <laughs> on stage in our activity center where our big plays and productions happen. And I'm like for a three-year-old to do that and to know that there's a space that's safe for her to do that. And people are, you know, she's comfortable enough to do that. And she's found a spot that is her own in a camp where she's not even a camper yet. I mean, it's amazing. And so, and then Carter, um, I remember going up to the Cove and he's sitting at one of the picnic tables and the Cove is our area for our seniors, our oldest campers on camp. And he's sitting at a picnic table, learning how to play chess with Matthew Lewis. And so, um, I mean, we had to come home and buy him a chess set, like after the summer happened. And so camp for me has been a, like, it's, it's shown me that my kids are going to be fine, whatever personalities that they have, that there is going to be a space for them in the world somewhere, that they're going to find people that they can connect with regardless of what their interests are, um, and that it just kind of helps reiterate that it takes all kinds. Um, and our camp, like I love so much that we have such a variety of kinds of personalities with our staff, with our campers, with our own children, and everybody seems to be able to find their niche um, and bounce between you know different you know areas that they love more than others and that they change and grow and have the opportunity to take some risks and put themselves out there and try new things where, you know, maybe sometimes school isn't conducive to that. Um, And so just for me, watching my young children be able to explore the things that they're interested in with like-minded people, not feel shamed or embarrassed or, um, you know, forced to, you know, do something that they're not comfortable with, but encouraged to try things that might be a little bit different has certainly been impactful at, you know, especially in these developmental stages for them. Awesome. All right. Well, good. So I'm going to put you all on the spot um, as, as we kind of wrap up here. The, the fire is starting to get a little low, um, but I didn't prepare you all for this question. But you're, you're people that have got enormous experience working with kids. You got a lot of experience working with parents as well. And we're all in the same experience right now of, of homebound, even though we're in the wild west of COVID and here in Georgia, uh, we're all still pretty homebound. Um, what advice or or piece of of support would you give to parents back here you know with with your lens of a camp person and a parent who's going through all of this what what would you say to parents out there on on how to handle right now and over the course of what's coming at us here over the course of the next couple of months I'll jump in here I- I, this is a really challenging time. It's challenging for parents. It's challenging for the kids. It's super challenging for that preteen teens who aren't, you know, connected in relationships the same. It's challenging for little ones to not have playmates their age to be able to kind of do their imagination and their silliness and parents are negotiating working. And, you know, I would encourage people to, Um, at camp, we talk a lot about it, providing an opportunity to find your best self. 
Now we have to recreate that at home right now, but we need to be reminded that we still can be our best selves, but we have to do it in a really challenging and different environment. So we're just finding ways at our house to um, add a little adventure um, to try to find ways to jump over those obstacles, to, to name them, to talk about it, and to approach all that with a, a little bit of love and patience, which again is a great lesson at camp that we always try to teach. We talk about a grateful heart is a happy heart and really searching for those things that we're grateful for. So to find your best self, you have to be grateful. So we try, we do at our dinner table every night, we do our happies for the day. And we also get to do um, lows for the day. But whenever we say our low, we have to say it could be worse and explain that it, what it could be worse. Oh, I could have had to go to school today with no pants on. That would be really way worse. Um, or we have to say how we like would have problem solved it and it would have been better. So we don't get to wallow in it. But, you know, we're putting together ways that we can try to find our best selves amongst a lot of challenges. So, um, you know, right. name those obstacles because they're out there, but try to uh, approach it with some love and try to find those happies at the end of the day because we can, we can have a bad day, but we can always end it well by finding something that we're grateful for and focusing on that. Love that. Yeah. I would say with my teenagers and almost teenager, um, for me, like I'm a, I want everyone to be okay all the time. And, um, you know, they need time. They need time to go sit in their rooms by themselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they're in their rooms a lot because they're doing school there. So it's, um, you know, but sometimes they just need to be in there, whatever they're doing. I don't even know sometimes, but, but for me, I've had to let that, let, let myself know that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for them to have that time, that downtime, that time away from everyone. Um, because they can't go see their friends and they can't get out and do things that they would normally do. And, um, you know, here we're lucky cause we can get outside. And so we have a lot more options than, than some people do, but, um, just knowing that, that they're alone and they're choosing to be alone and that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, has been hard for me, but it's something I have to remind myself of because I'll, you know, after a little while I'll want to go like see what they're doing or, or whatever. <laughs> and, I have to back away and say, okay, they'll come down, you know, they'll come outside. They'll, they'll come down from their rooms when they're ready. And, and they're not sad. They're just being teenagers, having their time. And, um, it's something I have to keep reminding myself of so that I don't get worried about them as a mom, but, um, it's very different than what I'm used to with, with them. So that's been a challenge that we, uh, that we're having to deal with that that's, just knowing it's going to be okay. It's all, and I keep telling my boys that like it, this is not ideal right now. And, um, yes, you missed prom and yes, you missed your friends and all, you know, all of these things and no, you can't go visit colleges. And so a lot of choices are being made just with a blind faith, but it'll be okay. Whatever it is, it'll be okay. Yep. We'll get through it. Dana. Yeah. And so, I mean, I have the youngest in the crew, so my perspective is a little bit different right now. I don't have anyone that wants to be alone. I have people that want to touch and be on me all of the time during the day. So my, my day is a little bit different. And so I think for me, um, I have had to shift my mindset a little bit and say, what we're doing at home is not going to replicate what we, what we would be doing if things were quote unquote normal. So 
the day isn't going to look like the school day that I envisioned my, in my head if I were to homeschool because I don't, I have to work as well. And there are other things that I, you know, responsibilities I have. So we've shifted our framework a little bit in terms of what our schedule is like. And it's like, these are the things that we're going to get done. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to get outside today. And then we're going to call that a win. Um, so I think shifting my expectations of what um, is, is possible during this time um, has really helped me out a ton. I think um, communicating with my kids and my spouse and having them communicate with me um, and just asking, you know, what do you need right now? Do you need some alone time or do you need some snuggles? And if you can ask me for what you need, then I can help you to get that. Um, but when you are bombarding me and climbing on my lap when I'm trying to do a Zoom call, like that's not going to work. So we've had to kind of take a step back and set some expectations in a different way. And I think what's worked for us too is that we've tried to find something to do out of the norm, you know, just about every day, like nothing crazy that takes a ton of planning or a lot of materials, but something that will help hopefully the kids look back on this time and not say, oh, mom nagged me to death about getting my homeschool work done, or she was really crabby, or she was always busy trying to work in balance. So trying to put a little bit of magic in the day um, has been helpful for us. So last night, you know, it was Wacky Wednesday yesterday. So the kids had breakfast for dinner under the table. And I threw <laughs> one strand of twinkle lights under the table and put blankets on the table. And that was it. So I, you know, I think we've just been trying to recognize that what we're going through isn't normal, trying to meet people where they are, particularly my young kids and give them what they need and also sprinkle a little bit of fun into the day if we can make that happen. So that's how, um, that's my advice to parents is just do the best you can know that what you are doing is working. No one is damaging their children <laughs> right now. Um, you're, you know, they're not going to revert back. Uh, they'll be just fine when schools reopen in the fall. So just do what you can and try to make sure that when you get to look back on this time, that there's a little bit of joy there, um, trying to get through all of this together. Yes. Yeah. And I have one last tip. Please record your children saying that they prefer school and then play yeah. that back come <laughs> Christmas time. I have done that at my house and I can't wait to show it to them in another school year when they're complaining. <laughs> Very that good. That is a pro tip right there. <laughs> definitely awesome. pro tip. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny, Dana, a bunch of stuff that you were talking about there. To me, it's it's also applicable to our spouses as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Listen, when do you need a cuddle? When do you need to get away? Yes, uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and if you do go to camp and you have some skills, let, let them apply it. We've been doing fire starting with a flint, um, with, a, with oh. a, a battery and steel wool, and then we've been making stick biscuits for good memories that we make at camp real quick um nice. so we've, we've even gotten into some woodworking and you know i'm like oh i didn't know you could use that tool just like lee said her kids come home yep. with these kids, and i'm like where'd you learn that and they're like at camp mom i'm like oh okay you do a good job there okay yeah good <laughs> awesome well ladies it's, it's always a pleasure to get y'all around the campfire thank you so much for spending some time and, and sharing your knowledge and your experience and your wisdom going forward and um you know as i say all the time let's continue to be safe and, and patient and hopeful Y'all have a good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, I love those ladies. I'm so happy that their families come to camp and are part of ours every summer. It's a complete gift to get to work with them and parent alongside them. The idea of parenting in a community has been strained lately, and not just because of the shelter-at-home way. More and more, we're letting our relationships with other parents lapse due to the busyness of our lives. Of course, with the shelter-in-place order still around much of the country, we're truly separated. 
My hope, though, is that coming out of this period in our lives, we can reach out and rebuild old relationships and start others anew. It all starts with trust. Trust that the other has your and your child's best interests at heart. Certainly, I was raised by my parents, and I'm so grateful for them for all that they've done and continue to do in my life. But my life was also greatly influenced by other parents in my community. People like the Scarboroughs, the Higgins, the Millers, the McGills, the Cliftons, the Presnells, and the Vandergriffs, just to name a few. Are we working together to raise our children? Are we learning from others and calling out for help? If we aren't, shouldn't we start? While it might seem scary to show a need, it's actually a lot more human and a lot more necessary than we might realize. I recommend that we all, as we come out of this, reach out more and ask for that help because it'll help not only ourselves, but our families. And if we can help our families, then we're going to be helping the world. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll leave a review on whichever service you're using. The more positive reviews we get, the more these ideas will spread. And please invite a friend. Our campfire circle is large enough for everyone. Until we speak again, I hope you'll stay socially connected at a distance maybe and also remain patient and healthy and hopeful. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at supportscope.